Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm Ryan Siles and with me as always is Grant Tuttle. Grant, how are you doing today? Hey everybody, I am doing well. Uh, it is hot outside, so I'm trying to stay inside and um, avoid this um, this death that is awaiting me outside my door. But it's a good day to be a Chiefs fan. Yes, it is. Every day in the Mahomes era is going to be a good day to be a Chiefs fan. But it is extremely hot outside. My plan is to stay inside and talk about the Chiefs with you and watch the uh, Women's World Cup. So let's talk some football before that gets underway. Sounds like a good plan. As you know, it's June, and that is the absolute worst for sports talk or sports podcasting, especially if you cover the NFL. So we don't have much to talk about, but we're going to try to get you the most quality content just, that you deserve. Again, this is... Go ahead. Just for reference, if you think that it's exciting during this time of year, you're just wrong. Go to NFL.com. <laughs> if, if, if you listen to this as soon as we release it, they are, they are advertising that you can read an article of the best kicks of all time. That is no joke, folks. They want you to go back and watch Matt Prater kick a 63-yard field goal. That is what they want us to watch. No thanks. No thanks. That's not exciting. That's not fun. We're just kind of in this dead zone, so we're going to try to make it fun. NFL, the NFL is not even trying at this point. NFL.com, if that's what their, their content is, they're not trying. So, at least we're trying. Yeah, at least we're trying to do the right thing. I mean, if you look at NFL Network right now, they've got some top 10 list from 2005 airing with Mike Francesa yelling about God knows what and then up next they're going to show a Super Bowl classic so they're not even showing live programming right now in the middle of the day they're mailing it in and rightfully so because there's literally nothing to talk about but we're going to do it anyway because we're maniacs and you guys deserve content you know what we're going to do it for the people we're the people's champ again this is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast a part of the fan-sided podcasting network you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Grant, where can they find you on Twitter? I am at Grant T-M-N Tuttle, as in Teenage Mutant Ninja Tuttle. See how it sounds like Tuttle. turtle? Ha. Huh. But that's where you can find me. Well, there you go. That's a pretty clever name. But let's get right into the the uh, content, so to say. The only news, I was going to say the biggest news, but it's the only news, so it's automatically the biggest news, is that Tyreek Hill met with the NFL uh, this week on Wednesday, and he's expected to be with the Chiefs at training camp, barring some sort of unforeseen development in his situation. Which Now, the NFL did not issue any suspensions yet. Well, as far as we know, like, Anything could pop up. I mean, that's how this has gone. Um, I think that it's been a couple months, and we've all, as Chiefs fans, been screaming, what is the actual thing that's going on? What is going on? What is going on? Um, we might have a fi- We might finally get an idea of what is going on in the next week or so. Um, they, From my understanding is that um, Nate Taylor and a couple other Chiefs insider people uh, expect the suspension to be around four games, um, one to six. So I'm going to guess that he'll probably take the four and just not um, contest it. 
uh, just to try to because you know if you if you're trying to get a if you're trying to get an extension in the NFL the worst thing you can do is start making rifts between the the league and your team and I, I think he I think Tyreek probably just wants this to all go away quietly so um, I, I expect him to be out of out for at least three games. Yeah, I would expect Terry Kill to get anywhere between one and six games. I'd probably put it realistically at two to six games, somewhere in there. I think one is extremely unrealistic, and I think six is also probably unrealistic. Whatever the league decides, though, I think that Hill is not going to protest it. He's not going to appeal it. I don't think the Chiefs will appeal appeal it. I think that they're just going to want to take their medicine and get going and moving forward, Uh, especially just looking at it because – I mean, he's not going to get suspended for 16 games. I really don't think he'll be suspended the entire year. So if you appeal it and play the first four games, and then you're out for the season, you know, you're out for the, the say, the next four games of the season because you lose your appeal, all you're doing then is delaying the inevitable. So I think that they're going to accept the suspension, whatever it is, as long as it's not 16 games. Because, I mean, what's on, you know, what's what's been revealed to us is bad. Uh, and you can even say that you don't want Tyreek Hill as a chief because of just your moral opinion, and that's fine. But it's not enough to lose an entire season. It's just not. And someone's going to pay Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs are going to do it. The Chiefs are going to play him. But he, So he's not going to lose 16 games. That's my point. Yeah. And so since he's not going to lose 16 games, just take your suspension. Don't appeal it no matter what the number is. You know, if it's one, if it's six, if it's even eight like Kareem Hunt got, do not appeal it. Just live with it and let this thing get finally behind the Chiefs organization and behind Tyreek Hill and his family and just everyone because frankly I'm even tired of talking about it. This has been since the NFL draft yeah. that we've had to wonder and sit around and say oh what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill? Yeah uh, I just I, I still don't fully understand what all went on um, I, I don't think anybody truly does I I assume that the NFL has a, has a better Understanding The Chiefs have a better understanding now that they've had those meetings. Uh, they apparently interviewed Tyreek Hill for eight hours of a day. Um, so if they're going to go and ask and question him for that substantial amount of time, you'd think they'd have an idea of what went on. So I expect us to finally get um, some concrete ideas of what's happening and not just hearsay, not just Chiefs fans saying, free Tyreek, and, and people saying ban Tyreek like uh there's there's going to be some nuance there and we're going to find out soon um I just don't expect him to really fight the NFL after this whole ordeal um and that would be the best course of action for the Chiefs is just to swallow the the terrible pill of suspension for one of their most electric players so anyway that's what I got on Tyreek that you know, just thinking about it from football, from a uh, football perspective, because frankly, it's just it's too tiring to talk about it from another perspective. We've done that for a couple shows at least, and frankly, we're never going to know exactly what happened, as you said, between Hill, his son, and his fiance or ex-fiance, however that worked out. Um, we're never going to know, so there's no point to keep speculating. We'll know the suspension, and frankly, from football's perspective, the suspension coming earlier in the year is always better for any team, but especially the Chiefs because their schedule is very tough down the stretch. So you'd want one of your best players, because he's still your best player even though he may or may not have done this horrible thing, 
to be on the team down the stretch and be playing games for you. And especially whenever you're trying to go for a playoff push, a division push, or even a number one seed push. Uh, but I don't have anything else on this topic. We'll see when he gets suspended how long it'll be. Uh, if you think that because he's in a, innocent in a court of law that he won't be suspended, the, the NFL will suspend him just because it's a, a bad look for the league to have this happen, to have this investigation happen, uh, just like Ezekiel Elliott was not guilty in anything. Uh, but he was still suspended for six games uh, for his, I don't even remember what incident it was. It was some St. Patrick's Day fiasco. Uh, but there, he's going to get suspended. We don't know how long. And that's pretty much all I have on Terry Kill. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm just ready to move on from this. Uh, we'll I guess we'll find out when we find out. I'm sure that things will slowly leak out. But, um, yeah, I'm just done with this Tyreek Hill talk. I'm done with... Uh, the it's, it's been an exhausting story. Uh, so obviously we all went from being ready to move on, then we like move on by releasing him, uh, suspending him, cutting him, whatever we had to do. So um, now that we found out that he's not necessarily guilty, there's no reason to think that anymore, but it still leaves kind of a stain on Hill's reputation no matter what because he's had past problems and so i just find the whole thing exhausting uh and so i'm just ready to move on as soon as possible for sure and we can move on from the subject now and go into the silly business of june starting with brian pringle and to fill time Put some respect on that man's name it's byron pringle sure to fill time in june Arrowhead Pride and Arrowhead Attic and all the other Chiefs websites have been hyping up Mr. Pringle all off-season long. And he had a very good training camp last year, and it impressed me very much before he got hurt. But is the Pringle hype train, now you've got me hesitant to say his name, is the Pringle hype train real, or is it just something to talk about during June? Um, Both. Uh, I don't think that the hype train is going to roll off the tracks. I think he'll be a, a, a player on the roster. He'll be good enough to make the roster. He'll be a guy that comes in every once in a while. But I also don't think he's going to be at your number one, two, or three receiver. Um, he'll he he's athletic. He will burn people down the field every once in a while. I would I would prefer him over Demarcus Robinson. I don't understand why anybody really loves Demarcus Robinson, but that's something that's happened for the last couple of years where people are saying, look out for Demarcus Robinson. He's going to be that next receiver. No, Pringle's better than him. So if we're, ta- if we're hyping him up and saying, he, hey, he's better than Robinson, yeah, I'm right there with you. But if we're saying he's a, he's a top three receiver on this roster, I don't agree with you. Um, so I... I don't know. It is it is the thing that we're like talking about in June because obviously we need to be excited about something, uh, and he gives us the most um, enjoyment because he had a good off season uh, recovering. Uh, he he had a very good um, training camp last season. They kind of said in a in a roundabout way that he would have made the roster had he stayed healthy. Uh, he would have he would have carried on to the fifty three. Um, so yeah, I, I think the hype is is present. If it's real, it depends on what your definition of real is. Um, but I don't think Byron Pringle is a is a bad player. I also don't think he's amazing. So we need to get our priorities straight there. 
Yeah, I agree with you totally. I don't think that he's going to be an impactful player uh, during Tyreek Hill's time that he's out, however long that is. Uh, I think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to be a serviceable player. I don't think he's going to be an electric player, someone who can change a game. Uh, I just think he's going to be a fine number whatever receiver he ends up being. Uh, He's not going to be a top three guy, maybe four, maybe five. He makes the roster comfortably, I think. I don't think he's ever in danger of losing a spot. Yeah. I just think that where there's smoke, there's fire, that, that the Chiefs really like him, and uh, media members who are respected and, and know the Chiefs really like him, so that's always a good sign. Uh, usually those guys are pretty in tune with the lower-level guys on the roster of who's going to make it and not by who they like. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the hype is real in the sense of he can be a, a role player, so to say. He can be someone who can provide something. But it's not real in the sense of he's going to be this electrifying player, this steel, and this underrated beast that the Chiefs have. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Terry Kill, excuse me, maybe Patrick Mahomes can make him into just this amazing wide receiver because Mahomes is so good. But I don't think Brian Pringle is going to be this great wide receiver. I think he's going to be a very good one, a very serviceable one, and someone you like having around. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, replacement level, a replacement level player. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I just this whole Byron Pringle thing yeah he's a good route runner he's a guy that I think can contribute and I think that he'll play uh the role that let's just he he's going to be um what the Chiefs have wanted from Demarcus Robinson now Robinson had some moments last year where you went hey that was a nice play by Robinson but you know what it's just because Patrick Mahomes was throwing him the football if Robinson plays on another team you don't even know he exists so I think that Probably Byron Pringle will be that guy that steps up and replaces Robinson. Uh, he might take the receptions that Chris Conley would have had. So that's that's my ultimate view on it. I just don't think he's going to be anything um, that we need to be hyped, uh, take the hype train off the track, per se. I think that the hype train will keep growing just due to the fact that he's going to play a lot this preseason, he's going to look good this preseason if he stays healthy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think what we're saying is right. Uh, Carrington Harrison of Six Ten Sports put up a, a great point. I don't, I don't remember if he said it on a video. I think it was a, on a, his YouTube channel. But anyway, the point was: uh, Would he be getting this much hype if he was not a local kid? So if he was from Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, if he was from the University of Oklahoma or the University of Florida. Would he be getting this much hype? Is it just because he's a local guy who people around the area know, followed, pay attention to his entire career? No, I love CDOT, but I think this is somewhat unfair because Chiefs players always get hyped up. You could you could draft anyone or not draft anyone, and there's going to be somebody from anywhere that Chiefs fans are going to say, hey, this guy's going to be great. I remember when the Chiefs drafted um, Mike Catapano from, um, I believe he came from, where was it, Princeton? He was a Princeton guy who had a lot of sacks and in college, and I said, well, this guy might be a, a practice squad kind of guy. And I remember people fighting me and being like, this guy is amazing. He's going to be a starter. He's the next Jared Allen. I remember these, these kind of conversations. Chiefs fans will get fired up about anybody that they think has a chance of doing anything at all. Um, so... I think it's a little unfair to say that Pringle's hype is only based around that, but I I think that it could be a 
um, a factor. I, I definitely think that it's a factor when you have a guy that played at K-State and was very productive at K-State with with legendary coach Bill Snyder. Um, I think that, of course, people are going to be more attuned to that person, but I don't think that's necessarily the only reason for the hype train. Yeah, I think that the point was interesting, especially, you know, he's really creative in that way in, in June, but I think you're right. I mean, Chiefs fans are not like other NFL fan bases. They study this roster 1 through 53, practice squad and all, you know, and they know who's on the team and they can get excited about anybody. I mean, anybody. If you throw anybody on this roster, they can get excited. And, I mean, I watch Tennessee football closely because my grandpa is a huge Tennessee fan. And I watched Khalil McKenzie in college throughout his entire career. I remember the hype around him coming into his college career. He's not a very good football player. He looks like he should be, but he's not a very good football player. But Chiefs fans got really excited about drafting him and, and thought it was a steal. I remember reading a few Chiefs fans you know, in the comment sections of different things, uh, getting, getting excited about this move. And you know he's developing with Will Shields right now. You saw that on the franchise episode this past week. Uh, but I don't, you know, that's just the point that they'll get excited about anybody. They love the Chiefs. They love everybody on this team except for Demetrius Harris, who was now gone off this team. But they didn't love him so much. But they will get excited about just about anybody on this roster. So I don't think it's because he's from K State. I think that that helps a lot for the casual Chiefs fans. But, you know, the, the Chiefs fans who watch on Sundays and want the Chiefs to win, but don't really get into the nitty-gritty, you know, they would have heard him before he was a Chief. Those fans, sure, they, they, they are excited for him too, but the diehards were always going to get hyped about him after his preseason last year, no matter what college he went to. Correct. But enough about Pringle. We've fallen into the Pringle trap of talking about him for way too long. But let's move into Chris Sims. He's at it again. He's stirring up the pot in the NFL offseason world. And he's finally revealed his top 40 NFL quarterbacks. Now, we're not going to read the entire 40 list because list reading is not very good podcasting. But I do have a couple questions from it, and then we'll give our own top 10. The first question before I reveal the entire top 10 is that Mahomes is number two behind Aaron Rodgers. Do you agree or disagree with that? And is it too early to put Mahomes at number one? No, it's not too early. Um, listen, people have liked Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback forever. The only thing that holds Aaron Rodgers back is that he does, he hasn't had a great head coach. Mike McCarthy, say what you want, was not a great head coach. That's why he's not employed this season. But that being said... You can say what you want about Aaron Rodgers, how how he made some plays that no other quarterback could make, and I will raise you a Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can throw side-armed around people. He can put a weird spin on the football. He can throw left-handed. He can he could probably throw it off somebody's back and hit their hit the receiver in stride coming from the other direction. I don't believe that you, it is too early to say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He, it's just simply not because he he's shown us things that we haven't seen in a decade, more than a decade, probably not since like, you know, like when Fran Tarkenton uh, came in and changed the game with his mobility or when John Elway, I know Chiefs fans hate hearing that, but John Elway revolutionized the quarterback position. Like this is different. This is no look passes. When, when, when have we seen that? 
we just saw like NFL.com has like uh, tweeted out that video of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing a, a quote no look pass, and I was like, oh, you mean like the Fitzpatrick version of of a no look pass? So not a, really a no look pass, but the th- the point being. Mahomes is different. He's a different animal. You put him on a team with Mike McCarthy as the head coach, I believe he wins more games than Aaron Rodgers did last year. And that's just the simple truth. Uh, Aaron Rodgers may have been the best quarterback. I don't think he is anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's too early either. And I just want to say, I think that that Mahomes left-handed pass is going to go is going to go down in history and we're going to follow him throughout his entire career and was it really even a pass? It was a left-handed push. Let's say that. Hey. But it was still cool. It was still awesome. I still got out of my chair while watching the game and just started yelling at my TV like a maniac. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those moments that is going to live in infinity with Chiefs fans and even NFL fans if Mahomes has the, rec- has the, um, has the career that he hopes to have and that he's projecting to have that will that will just be what you say about Mahomes a left-handed pass well, and everyone will know what you're talking about and they'll know where they were when they saw Mahomes throw a left-handed pass well name one quarterback not named Favre that would make that play yeah you can't do it that it's it's Patrick Mahomes and Brett Favre that's the that's the two players that I that will ever make a non-traditional play like that just for the sake of winning the game. And you know what? That's my point exactly. And to do it like like whenever you're almost to the ground. I mean, that's an underrated part about it is well, his is he calculated it and he was almost on the ground. And he had one of the best edge rushers on his ankles. Yeah. And he was like, "You know what? I'm going to switch hands and then push it to my best receiver left-handed." His awareness is uncanny. The his ability the thing that that I just is so different about watching Mahomes. He will turn his head the direction that you wouldn't expect anybody to be coming from, but he has to be totally aware of what's around him. And so he'll move his if you watch him, if you watch his 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 tape, he'll roll out to the right and he'll look back over his his right shoulder as if he thinks there might be like a corner coming off the edge to try to attack him from behind. He'll look back. And it, it's it's strange to watch because it's like, yo, Mahomes, there's nobody back there. I don't know why you're looking over there, but he is so fully aware of what is around him that it is just. I I, I mean, there's no other quarterback. There is no other quarterback that could do that. You you have Aaron Rodgers trying to roll out of the pocket, and he has two seconds to throw, and he has Von Miller at his ankles. He's going down for the sack, or he's fumbling it. It's not it's not a first down. He's not hitting somebody on the crosser with his left hand. That's just that's just different. It's just different. And that's why it's so good to be a Chiefs fan. We talked about that at the start of the show. But the what's going to happen next factor is so interesting. Because he can turn into... I still think that Mahomes can be better than he was last year. And that's crazy to say about a guy who threw no-look passes, left-handed passes, 50 touchdowns, and got the Chiefs to an uh, AFC championship game. That's crazy to say. Well, if you get him processing information as quickly as... Uh, think about how Alex Smith was successful. Alex Smith was not a physical beast. I mean, he, his athleticism was a little bit underrated. He didn't have a total noodle arm like people acted like he did, and he was—he was his speed was deceptive. But the, if you can get what what made Alex Smith 
successful, which was processing information, understanding the coverages at the line of scrimmage, and making a quick read. If you can implement that into Mahomes' game, and you can make him look more like what Tom Brady looked like last year, where he didn't throw downfield because he couldn't, but he processed information so much quicker than the defense that he was able to be still successful. If you can implement just a fraction of that into Mahomes' game, he is absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. And so uh, now, while I try to get Grant back on the line, uh, now let's talk about the rest of Chris Sims' list. Sorry about this. We're having some technical difficulties with uh, Skype. And Grant is back on the line. Hello, everybody. Thankfully. I'm back. Welcome back. (laughs) So, yes, bottom line, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He can even get better. And then he's talking about improving his pocket awareness and and, uh, footwork. Just, I can't wait. I just cannot wait. I don't remember a time where... The Chiefs' hype was this was this much. I mean, I think it's even surpassed last year, and everyone was excited last year to see what Mahomes was. But this year, you have a brand new defense. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have you you were a a inch away from going to the Super Bowl. It's just it look it's going to be a great season. And this 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 anticipation, I don't believe it's been anywhere uh, like this before in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm. I think that we should all be excited. So, uh, I don't know how much of your my ranting on Mahomes you uh, were able to hear, Rylan. I'm sure that you'll hear it after we create the podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so it's an exciting time to be a Chiefs fan. If he can, if Mahomes can add just an, a small fraction of of what he had of what Alex Smith had in execution at the line of scrimmage uh, of what made Tom Brady successful at all last season. He will be absolutely unstoppable. But now it's time to talk about something less exciting because this list can make people mad. It's Chris Sims. That's what he does. He revealed his top 10 quarterbacks, really top 40, but we're going to go through his top 10 real quick. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Russell Wilson. Number four, Andrew Luck. Number five, Deshaun Watson. Number six, Ben Roethlisberger. Number seven, Matt Ryan. Number eight, Cameron Newton. Number number nine, Tom Brady. And number ten, Drew Brees. What, What is this list? Well... First of all, just why, I don't understand what he's going for here. Why in the world is Matt Ryan placed above Drew Brees? Like, what are you even watching? And, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And the fact that Big Ben is number six, I mean, give me a break. Well, we'll see about this year I, when Juju Smith-Schuster is his only receiver, how well he, how well he plays. Yeah. He wasn't particularly good last year. I mean, even with year. his cast of, of wide receivers, he wasn't good, so... I don't know. And Watson at five. It's a little high. I don't know. I mean, Watson's stretch. good, but it's a, it's a stretch for sure. He's in my top ten, which we'll get to uh, here in a second. But Drew Brees at ten. That one really bothers me. Drew Brees at ten. Yeah. 
behind Cam Newton, behind Matt Ryan. So you're telling me the Panthers and the Falcons have the better quarterback situation than the New Orleans Saints. Well, I think Chris Sims wasn't a very good quarterback, so he probably looks for qualities. <laughs> like he looks, his own he traits. looks for his own traits, and he's like, oh, hell yeah, that guy's great. And so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think uh, Chris Sims really actually knows what he's talking about. If you're putting Drew Brees at number 10 behind any number of people, I mean, he's at least top three. He has to be top. I mean, if you put him in top four, I'm like, whoa. But you put him at the the lower edge of the top 10, get out of here. I'm done. Get out. Yeah, and if you want to know just how bad this list is, Kirk Cousins is number 15. Oh, my God. Kirk Cousins is number 15, ahead of names like Mitch Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Nick Foles, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Donald, your guy, Josh Allen, MVP, shout out. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins is just terrible. He's not a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Well... I I, I hate Kirk Cousins, but anyway... Should we do our top 10s? We can uh, can do our top 10s. All right, uh, go with your number 10 and I'll tell you mine. With your number 10. Oh, okay. Okay, well... Yeah, are you going or am I going? My top... Okay, I'll go ahead and do this. My my number 10, I'm feeling dangerous about this one. I'm feeling real dangerous, but it's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I don't think that's dangerous. I think that there's no way that he's going to take any steps backwards. He had a bat, he had a pretty good year last year, and uh, he has his receiving talent just got better with Odell Beckham Jr. on the team. So I don't think that's a bad take. I actually have him ranked higher than that. Um Mine is, uh, number 10 is Carson Wentz because he is a beast when he's actually healthy. Uh, He's at 10 because he's not always healthy. Yeah. Uh, Well, my feeling dangerous could, oh, my feeling dangerous uh, comment was a, a a play on words because he said that in some press conference. I don't remember why he said it. Oh, I know what you're saying. When he woke up feeling dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're an Oklahoma person. My number nine. Yeah. Well, he's with the Browns. I mean, it, it, it still it still counts. He was with the Browns. I said that. Uh, but yeah, but you're an Oklahoma We can talk about person. Baker Mayfield all day long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into that. But my number nine is Carson Wentz. For all the reasons you said, when he's healthy, he's even better than number nine, I think, when he's healthy. The problem is he's rarely healthy anymore. Yeah. Uh, so if, if he can just get healthy and stay healthy, then he'll earn that contract the Eagles gave him, which I still think they gave him a little bit too early because I just I, – I cannot trust him to be healthy. That's my only gripe with, with Wentz and his contract is that I cannot trust him to stay on the field. Uh, but if he does, he's not only number nine, he's further up this list, uh, but we'll get to that whenever he actually stays healthy. Who's All your number nine? My number nine, Phil Rivers. Love him, hate him. He's going to be at number nine this year because he can't. Like he, he's already taken some steps backwards. He's he's older. Keenan Allen is his best receiver. Um, like I just, there, there's a lot of reasons to like Philip Rivers, but there's an equal amount to not like him. So I defaulted him to the top ten where he belongs, but he's at the lower end. 
Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much on par with each other because my number eight is Philip Rivers. Uh, I think that he kind of gets overrated and underrated at the same time. I mean, some people just love him and other people criticize him a little bit too much. So maybe that means he's properly rated. Uh, But I have him at number eight. Uh, So we'll move into your number eight guy now. Number eight. I'm feeling dangerous. Baker Mayfield. He's Uh-oh. number eight because I Baker think, Mayfield. Just and you out. tried to call me an Oklahoma you homer, and you out. have number eight. Just chill out. I'm not an Oklahoma guy, so I can say what I want. But, um, but <laughs> Baker Mayfield. He's going to have some good receivers. We'll see how great having, receivers having a competent head coach. I assume Freddie Kitchens is a competent head coach because John Dorsey hired him, and John Dorsey's done pretty well in um, his decisions for the most part, except for. Um, you know, getting domestic abusers to join the join his football teams and things like that. Um, but like, I think that Baker is going to have a very good year this year, and people are going to be like, "Oh, is he the next Mahomes?" And that's just silly. But he'll have a good year. Yeah, he's not Mahomes. He's not Mahomes at all. But. It's hard to project that a guy who showed that much talent last year will not be better this year with the cast of guys he has. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, uh, David Njoku. I mean, that offense is going to be just amazing uh, to watch, fun to watch. That defense is going to be decent. So the Browns are in a good position right now. And they have their quarterback finally. It only took, what, 20 years? But they finally have their quarterback uh, I love him. Mayfield on the field. <laughs> I love him in the press room. Uh, I think it. I honestly think it's fun. I mean, I just think that him calling out Sam, uh, what's his name, Sam Etlinger uh, from Texas, the Texas quarterback, uh, the oh, other yeah. day on uh, on uh, Sports Talk fourteen hundred in Norman, the Rush with Teddy uh, McComb. No, Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman. Anyway, got to get the. Uh, Got to get the uh, accreditation there, by the way. That's how you do it in this business. Uh, but he called him out. He said he was terrible and that he never beat Baker's high school. But, I mean, okay, that's fine. I think that's fun. I don't think that's immature. I think that's just fun. I mean, he is immature. He's what? Tw- how, old, how old is he? Like, in his 20s? Yeah, he's probably I mean, Yeah, he's immature. If you, yeah, I mean, if you couldn't tell that by the Arkansas video that he's immature, I mean, then you're just now waking up to this. If you couldn't tell that grabbing his crotch in Lawrence was immature... I mean, he, we've already known he's immature. It's just fun. Like, it's fun banter. Terry Bradshaw took a dig at Sam Metlinger yesterday. I don't know what Sam did to piss everyone off, but I don't want to get I, I don't want to get into it because apparently he's made everyone mad. But, yeah, <laughs> enough about Mayfield. He's going to be really good. Sam Metlinger might be really good. I mean, I know Matt Miller likes him, but he's also a Texas fan, so who knows. But, yeah, for some reason he's made everyone mad. I don't know if you've seen that. But Mayfield and Terry Bradshaw. Two of the weirdest people to take a shot at a college kid have taken a shot at a college kid that goes to Texas. Yeah, well, Terry Bradshaw is not somebody that I go out of my way to watch on television. <laughs> uh, so He was at a Louisiana Tech like luncheon, and he was so like weird. talking about how I guess like I think his I think his premise because you know that in the media that you, you only show like ten seconds of a clip to get what you want. I think his premise was look at all these five stars who choose schools like Texas and they have three five-star quarterbacks and he was talking about how two of them transferred and one of them sucks 
And I think his his premise was, why don't they start coming to Louisiana Tech? Because they can actually play. But he also said a college kid sucks who has to be like 20 because he's not in the NFL. I mean, that's kind of weird for, for an old man to say. Uh, but where were we at? Who was What, what number we're was Mayfield seven. for you? I had, I had Baker at eight, so we're on our seventh. All right, number seven. The guy who's going to lose the division to the Buffalo Bills, I have Tom Brady at number seven. Wow, wow. It's good that you're finally getting on, on board. So, <laughs> Hey, I mean, you, you've convinced me that uh, Josh Allen's going to win the uh, MVP, MVP award, and I think he's going to win the uh, rushing record, M- the rushing record for this year. P. Okay, well, not a lot to say about Tom Brady other than that he's the GOAT. Um, so, number seven for <laughs> ah, me. Peyton Manning. Nah, nope. Um, but Deshaun Watson <laughs> is my number seven, and that might seem a little spicy for some people. Um, but Deshaun Watson, uh, with a decent head coach, is a very, very good quarterback. Unfortunately, he is... Too bad he has Bill O'Brien. He's coached by one of the worst. Uh, stay tuned on Arrowhead Addict. I'm going to be writing one about the ranking the active NFL coaches. Find out where Bill O'Brien is compared to Andy Reid. I bet they're not close. So 34! <laughs> you have yeah, assistants no. ranked higher than him. Deshaun... Deshaun Watson is a talented player. He's not amazing. He is a very talented player, and I think he would be better if he was in a functional system. So I'm, I'm calling you out, Bill O'Brien. Come fight me. Well, we don't, we don't condone violence. Okay? I do if it's we Bill O'Brien. We do not O'Brien. condone violence on the Airhead Attic Podcast. Except for... We are going to slide with Marianne and let love win, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That was just for me and Grant, but uh, <laughs> I have Deshaun Watson up next on my list as well. He's going to rank number six for me. I think what you said is right. His his system uh, is terrible. He needs a better system to play in, but he has the talent. Some people, like uh, Chris Sims, have him top five. Some people even have him higher than Chris Sims does at number five. I think that's a little bit premature, but the talent's there, and it's undeniable. And he's the number six quarterback in the NFL. Okay, my sixth is Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck has has been that guy that people have been talking about. He's really great. He's still kind of banged up, you know? But once he shakes off a little bit more of that injury and he gets more comfortable with his receivers, listen, he had tight ends. It's It's like if you had just Travis Kelsey and you had no receivers. T.Y. Hilton was out for half the year. Um, and so he threw to Eric Ebron, who was not a very good tight end uh, before he came to Indianapolis. And I still don't think he's good. I think Luck made him look good uh, because it was his only actual receiver for much of the season. So, yeah, I think Andrew Luck is still a very good quarterback. And I know that that might make people turn up their noses at me. But, yeah, he's still he's number six on my list. Yeah, that's that's a bit crazy, but anyway, number five, I have Russell Wilson, wow. and here's a guy who is just has the love of NFL media. You, and you need to be I saying that. In a, I think it's game. You need to say that in a John Madden voice. You got to say, "Here's a guy." That's how you have to. That's how you have to say that. <laughs> that that's that's very true. I, that was very John Madden. Like, you know what? We should do the rest of the list in a Gruden impersonation. Oh man, I don't know. For if, that? I don't know if I can do a Gruden. It's like, hey man, it's just a 
I don't know. I tell you what, man. <laughs> it's Russell Wilson, man. I tell you what. His his at on Twitter is uh, it's crazy. Uh, I forgot what it is. Spider Y Banana. Words. He can really run those uh, run pass options. Spider Y Banana uh, split formation. I love this kid, man. Russell Wilson, number five. He's a Gruden <laughs> grinder, man. I love this kid. Uh, okay, but seriously, I think his I, I think his game is going to deteriorate faster than people realize. I also just don't believe he's he's going to be able to uh, to adapt his game to the uh, play style he needs to play once he does get old eventually. And I just don't I just don't think he's that good. I mean, obviously I do. He's top five, but I don't think he's that good in the sense of some people have him three, some people have him Me. two. I don't think he's that elite tier. I think he's a yes, very yes. good quarterback and no, that's elite. nothing to be ashamed of a top five in the nfl is nothing to be ashamed of i can't even call this a hot take it's nothing at all to be ashamed of it to be top five especially when you consider who my four through one is but who's okay. your top five five all right five is good old tom brady he's the goat he throws short passes now he relies on his old man wits um but you know what that that gets him still number five because he's still winning Super Bowls out there. He'll be sixty five yeah, years old and still winning Super Bowls. So I can't. And can really we talk move him about his radar gun yet. video? Oh, I didn't see it. What is it? I, I think it's fake. Let's be honest here. He posted a picture of this radar of this pocket radar that showed sixty one miles an hour. I think it's fake. I think that he because yeah. because there's no proof of him throwing football. I think he he either drove like a car by it or had someone else throw it. Or something. There's no way he's throwing 61 miles an hour right now. No, no not way. anymore. Not with football. Nope. It's fake. I mean, it's totally fake, and people bought it up, and he just absolutely trolled you guys. He's yeah. not falling off a cliff like uh, Max Kellip, uh, whatever his name is, said. Uh, he's not falling off a cliff like that, but he's also not throwing 61 miles an hour. That's yeah. faster than Mahomes. I mean, give That's me ridiculous. a break. Uh, but my number four is one of the GOATs. Drew Brees. Okay. I mean, his talent it's is undeniable. Low. It is a little low because I'm, I'm. well, you'll see. But, yeah, I mean, okay. what, what can you say about Drew Brees? He's very good. He has a good cast around him. He has a good offense uh, to work in. He also has a lot of talent himself. So, Drew Brees. All right. Number four for me is Aaron Rodgers, the one that everybody's like, he's the best. Nah, his time's over. Aaron he was He was very, very good for a long time. Um, but the fact that you're going to have him be number one, number two, not anymore. I mean, if he was really that good, he would have uh, he would at least be winning eight, nine games with the Packers consistently. What they win five, six games this year? That's unacceptable if you're supposed to be one of the best um, best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, even even Deshaun Watson with Bill O'Brien is able to pull out eight, nine win seasons consistently because he's good enough. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to be a uh, top three receiver or top three quarterback. Now, do I think he still deserves top five? Obviously, because I have him listed there. He still has those th- that ability to lead teams to incredible comebacks that nobody see sees coming. But he's no Mahomes. He's no Breeze. That's what I got. All right. Well. My number three, so so far we have that Rodgers is over the hill, Brady's losing the division, 
and Josh Allen's going to win MVP. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Yeah, you just uh, stay tuned for some some more spicy takes from me. I mean, I should I should have Stephen A's job. I should you really stay should, off the down. weed. I can do that. Everyone can. Okay. Uh, but let's go with uh, number three on my list, and that's Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. And you mention that maybe when he shakes off the rust that he'll get back to his form. I think that's this year. I think that this year he's back. At, right. at the start of this year, you you won't even realize that he's been hurt. You, he'll just look like the dynamic, amazing quarterback he is. And him and Mahomes are going to have great battles both in the regular season this year and in the postseason. So I think it's, he's going to be an, an amazing quarterback to watch. And that's why he's number three, because he's simply the third most, most talented quarterback in the NFL. Number three for me is who you said shouldn't be number three. Russell yeah. Wilson. No, this guy is elite. People want to say, hey, this guy is not a top-tier quarterback. Remember when we were talking about if Joe Flacco was elite? If we're going to talk about Joe Flacco being elite... That was that felt like an entire different era of football. Okay. Like that... It wasn't that long ago, but it felt like an entire different era of football. Isn't that weird? Like how quickly football can change. But if we're building, but if we're building a franchise, if we're building a franchise, obviously people are going to pick Mahomes number one because he had one year and he did very well in his one year. He won MVP in his one year. Who's the second guy you want to build your franchise around? I would argue Russell Wilson. Wilson. I would argue Russell Wilson. He can he can move Ooh. around. He does. He's had a That's terrible, an interesting topic. He's had a terrible offensive line for his entire career, except for when they went to the Super Bowl. They had a decent line, but he's decent. had a terrible uh, line. Now that I'll grant you, because even when they won a Super Bowl, it was decent. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. He's it was never. Decent. I'll he's grant never you even that. had great receivers. He's had Tyler Lockett. Mm. Tyler Lockett is the, his best rec- his best receiver. He makes Tyler Lockett look like he's a top half receiver in the league. That's just not true. He'd be a great number two. He's not a number one. He's not a number one. So the fact that he's able to turn this team that has had just rags for for their offensive weapons into a functioning talented team they they consistently win nine games. They consistently are in that range and Pete Carroll's a wizard but I think that like Russell Wilson is also a wizard. He puts things together in a way that no other quarterback does other than maybe Mahomes. And so that's I I, w- I considered moving him up to number 2, but I think if you look at my list and what I've been saying, you can already figure out who my number 2 is. Yeah, I mean Wilson's a very good quarterback and I mean he's talented for sure. That's why he's top 5 on my list. But even to start a franchise tomorrow, if we were an expansion team that could have any quarterback in the pick of the litter, I think he'd still remain at five. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You don't want to uh, take an how old much guy. further up he'd have. You want to take? No, take, you don't want to take an old guy. But, but I'd rather have Mahomes. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky. I'd rather have. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't even start with building me. an offense around Mitch Trubisky. Building an offense oh, around Mitch Trubisky could be something. My. In a few years. God. Think about this, though. No, 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 think about this, think about this, think about this. I would take because Josh if you're starting Allen an expansion team, over Mitch Trubisky. Josh oh, Allen at least makes break. things exciting. Mitch Trubisky is give like garbage. He is garbage. I guarantee you in five years, he'll be that guy that's that's hanging out and we're still waiting okay, for Okay, then, let, let, then let's, kick out, uh, let's kick out Trubisky. Let's go Mahomes. Let's go Watson. 
Let's go Luck. Let's go... Um, Luck's older than you think. Wentz. Let's go Mayfield. I But his game is going to age better than Russell Wilson's game is. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, if you just go off that list, if you go off of, in, in no particular order, Mahomes, Mayfield, Watson, Luck, then he's he's already down that far. Then you throw in Wentz. No. You, you would that. pick Wilson over Wentz right now. I pick, If you're starting a franchise where you have to set your team up for the next <laughs> few years, not to not to win the Super Bowl next year, because expansion teams always suck. Okay, so so really, we're going to do this exercise as, as this is your only good piece. So you're going to pick Wilson over Wentz. By the time yes. that you get good enough and your expansion team gets built, you're going to—he's not going to be in the league anymore. Oh, really? You're going to choose Carson Wentz, who gets hit? He gets if he gets tapped wrong, he'll break in half. You're going to choose that guy over the guy that's been consistently good for the last five years? Give me a break. No way. Carson Wentz is fine. He is a good quarterback when healthy, but he's never healthy. I would ne- he would be one of the last quarterbacks I would choose for an expansion. I would consider if we were doing expansion. But I the mean, point this being, he's still not top five. Exactly. Yes, he is. <laughs> okay, Russell look, Wilson look, is he, unbelievable. He, he's at best number five because look, Mahomes, Mayfield, those are one and two. Watson's three. Four is luck, and then Wilson still remains at five. You're acting as though, like, like I said luck before we started been, this, Wilson is five. You're acting as though luck has been like a a token of healthiness as well. He's just been always playing, and he's always been healthy, and there's never been any problem with Andrew Luck. You're also okay. There was one major problem with Andrew Luck where he had to went, where he had to go overseas to figure out how to put a shoulder back on. But he seems fine now. <laughs> and you're also <laughs> acting as though Baker Mayfield is some and just God's to be clear, gift to to, um, f- to football. Just because like he, he had is. one good year, <laughs> he had one good year with the Browns, and now you're like, oh man, this guy, this guy's the guy. He just lock it up. He's, he's, also he's, most, he's better than Russell Wilson, who's gone to a Super Bowl. He's gone. Wilson has gone to a Super Bowl with no offensive weapons to speak of, other than Marshawn Lynch, who is a power back. And they, they, they chose. You're going to choose Baker Mayfield, who has one year of experience under his belt on a losing Browns team over Russell Wilson. Get out of here. Just get out. Because we're starting a, a expansion team. I'm not saying that I'd put him on an All Star team where I have just the 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 Chiefs right now, and I can pick any quarterback I want. I'm saying that I have a terrible franchise who's picking, who's just now starting up. I have the Oklahoma City Bison, and we're starting an NFL team, oh, and we're having an expansion draft. But I get to pick, <laughs> but I get to pick one quarterback. I get to pick any quarterback I want. That's the stipulation. I'm not picking a guy who's not going to be elite by the time I'm ready to be good, because it's going to take why. years for this team to build. You know why you think that he's not going to be good? It's because he's had to be this way. It's because he's had to roll out of the pocket. He's not reliant on it. If he had actual blockers, he could stand in the pocket. He can't do it because he has no blocking. He's been a great quarterback forever. And I don't understand this this whole this whole discussion that you would take Baker Mayfield, who's had one decent year on a losing football team, over the guy that's actually okay, led teams to a cool Super Bowl. Decent. He had a very good football. He, he had, had a very a good football decent season. football season. 
He, he had one of the best football seasons of any rookie quarterback. A rookie Statistically, and he didn't even oh, play. Okay, so we're going to talk about rookie quarterbacks. Remember when Robert Griffin III was really good? Do you remember when Vince Young was really good? Uh, Vince oh, Young won rookie Don't get me started on Robert Griffin III. Robert no. Griffin III was the most asinine rookie I've ever seen in my life no, 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 because no. he all he did was run around like a track star. Vi- he wasn't Vince a good Young. quarterback. Vince Baker Mayfield looks like a good quarterback. Vince Young won rookie of the year. I remember it very well because I was like, this guy's actually like going to be great because he's so good. And I was just a kid. And so I thought, hey, Vince Young, he's the next thing. No, he won Rookie of the Year and he fell apart. That happens quite frequently. Cam Newton won Rookie of the Year. He went on to win MVP, sure. But where did, where's Cam and Newton now? And go to now? Super Bowl. Where's Cam Newton now? He has no, he has no players around him. Where's Cam Newton The now? team fell apart, not Cam. Oh, oh. Cam oh, got so, hurt once, so and he and the that, team fell apart. Could that possibly be compared to Russell Wilson's situation, where he led them to a Super Bowl and his team fell apart, but they're still good? But that's my point, is that Wilson is still top five of who I would pick, but he's just too old for me to put in that status of who I would pick. What is your top five? Because mine right now is, is Mahomes, number one, Watson, Mayfield, Luck, Wilson. That's who I'd start a franchise with. In order, that's who I'd go after. Well, if we're going to go... What is your order? It would be Mahomes-Wilson. I would go Mahomes-Wilson-Watson-Mayfield. Maybe. I don't even know if I would put Mayfield there. So we're arguing about Mayfield for two for a spot. Yeah. Because I have because, him at three, you have him at four. Yeah, but you have him over Russell Wilson. And you're talking about Russell Wilson as if he hasn't been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And you're acting as though he can't continue to be great. Quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, they can adapt. He is a high-quality quarterback that has had no help, and he's remained atop the league. He has had no help. Tyler Lockett. Name another receiver. Doug Baldwin's gone. I mean, your point is valid in the sense, but he's also 30 years old. And? He's 30 years old, and he relies on athleticism. So so you're telling me... That's that's a part of his game. Now, he's not a terrible pocket passer the way Robert Griffin was. Robert Griffin III was terrible at throwing the football. He was elite at the read option. He was elite at throwing screens sometimes. He held onto the ball too long. He was awful at being a quarterback. He was a great athlete. Well, Russell Wilson can be a very good quarterback in the pocket. He doesn't he doesn't rely on having to scramble, but that's one of his best traits. I think it's probably his his best trait is extending plays. And eventually, at 30, by the time we have an expansion team and by the time that that expansion team is good, he's not going to be able to do that anymore. So you're taking away an elite trait from him. And every elite trait you take away is going to make him worse. Whereas a guy like Mahomes, a guy like Mayfield, a guy like Watson – Barring injury, their elite traits won't be taken away for quite some time. Russell Wilson is amazing. I don't understand this. He is. I have him top ten. Listen, I have him top five in both categories. Listen, building a team listen, and Linda. best quarterback. Listen, Linda. Okay, <laughs> so Wilson, if your argue, argument is that when he's thirty-four years old, that's four years from now, mind you, he's going to fall apart mm-hmm. because he has no athletic traits because they're going to be stripped away. I would argue if he's already at age 30 and he's still able to do it, I don't know how far he's going to drop off. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to say by age 40 he's not going to but be able to play anymore, Tom well, of Brady, course not. Though. Of course it's not Tom Brady. Nobody's Tom Brady except Tom Brady. 
But, but that's four more years of football hits, of playing football. He doesn't. His birthday's in November, so that's literally four seasons of him getting hit and playing football. That doesn't age well, especially at the way he plays. Now he'll he'll be able to throw the football. How long did Brett Favre play? He'll still be able to throw the football. Okay, how long was Brett Favre good? I mean, he played. How long was he elite? He was still a decent player. A decent player, yes. He wasn't elite. (laughs) And I'm looking for the future of a franchise trying to get an elite guy. If you're, but we're talking about guys that extend plays. Brett Favre is the ultimate play extender. And, he, and that's what he'll go down as. He's the guy that threw so many interceptions yes. because he always was extending Absolutely. plays. Now, if you're going to make the argument that that um, Wilson can't go on his and last do that season because in Minnesota, he'll get too old. He threw 11 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. Oh, yeah, his last year when he was like 80 years old. But like just two years before that, he was still a good quarterback. He was still a guy that they was leading them to, to yes. playoff games. And I'm not saying he's going to be terrible. I'm not saying that Wilson's going to be terrible. I'm saying he's no longer going to be elite by the time we're ready to be good. Whereas my other guys on the list are going to be hitting their prime while we're ready to to build a team and be good. Because an expansion team's not going to be good in year one. So if I'm starting a franchise tomorrow, I'm picking a younger guy who has more chances to grow. You know what Russell Wilson is. He's going to be this top-level quarterback for about two three more seasons, and then he's going to change his game. He's going to become a very good quarterback, and he's going to become a very uh, above-average quarterback, and he's become an average quarterback, and he can and he can survive in the NFL for as long as he wants to, but he's not going to be elite anymore. His, his window for being elite is closing way faster than Mahomes, way faster than Mayfield, way faster than Watson, way faster than any of these guys. But you're talking about... Way faster than Luck. A couple... Andrew Luck is 29 years old as well. You're acting as though these guys are so much younger. The only two that have actually that you've said have been like considerably younger have been Mahomes, Watson, and... and uh, Mayfield, but the thing about Mayfield—that's Mayf- three of the five on the list—and okay. then I'll just prefer to have a pocket passer to build around. I, I, I think that that's more stable. I would prefer to have somebody that is a for sure thing. I would prefer luck is a for sure thing too. Luck has been injured all the time. Wilson hasn't. Luck has missed one season, and then in another season he played in seven games. Oh wow! So he, he hasn't, hasn't missed been all that all. much. You're football. right. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, but, I'm saying he hasn't um, missed all that much football. He hasn't been out like 15 years. Like, okay. he hasn't missed considerable amount of seasons. I mean, he missed one season, which was which was rough for him. But almost every NFL athlete is going to miss a lot of time. Okay. Odell <laughs> Beckham was missed like thir- was missed like 18 games in his, in his short career so far. Yeah, it's football. Okay, players are going to get hurt. Okay, but like, are you going to take his like substantial neck injury over Russell Wilson? I wouldn't. Are you going to take Manning? It worked out pretty well for the Broncos and Peyton Manning. Oh yeah, he was really good by the time they won the Super Bowl. That's why they won. Um, but the uh, last season he wasn't good, and I'm <laughs> just you mean saying the one that, that they won the Super Bowl. This this has a yeah yeah this last and he still won the Super Bowl, but he yeah. wasn't good because you can so still build Brock, around him. So you're, he still are you going to make the ar- same around. argument for Brock Osweiler? Are you going to choose him over Russell Wilson? Osweiler? Put some respect, uh, but no and. This isn't some crazy statement. It is, I though. still have him top five in both categories. What you're saying, He's though, still top five. You would choose Mayfield. You would choose Mayfield at face value after one season. After one season, mm-hmm. depending on his growth that you don't know will exist after this season. You know that he had a good year last year. Because if you're starting a franchise, you need to look for upside. Yeah, I would choose the for sure thing. I would rather have the guy that has won it and will still be good consistently throughout the years rather than somebody that was good for one year and just rely on that to continue. 
So Wilson's played in 112 games already in his NFL career. How many more games do you think he has left? He's played played how many? 122? 112. I, I said it wrong on accident. 112? 112. Now, think, to your point, he started all 16 games of every single season he's played. I think Russell Wilson could play another 80 games. Another 80 games? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy. I think that how many of those games are going to be elite? 50. 50 games where he's elite? So I think that I have more of a shelf good. life with Mahomes. If, now, this is all contention on what you believe about Mayfield. Obviously, you don't believe that he can be a Russell Wilson soon. I think that no. he can match Russell Wilson soon with the cast of characters around no. him and how good of a of talent that he just is. So if I put that talent on another team and then build my way up, he'll be elite and I'll be hitting my stride by the time he does turn into his prime, which is in about two, three years. Baker, so if Now, the only thing we seem to disagree on is, is luck and breeze because you, we just have different philosophies. You don't like the young upside play. You want the sure thing and then just hope that these guys will still be in prime condition by the time that you get to when you're good. I think you play for the upside, you play for the youth, because there's no guarantee in any of this. There's no guarantee Russell Wilson's elite by the time I finally build a team. Look how long it's taken the Browns to build a team. Look how long it's taken the Redskins to build a team. I mean, the Redskins have gone through five different quarterbacks Wait, built a team? in the last two years. They have a team? I, I, well, true. Uh, uh, but I'm saying that the, that the Redskins, it seems like that, they, they don't build teams overnight, uh, and it's not going to be possible just from a, an expansion draft, which is what we're kind of basing this thing on. So the only thing we really disagree on, I think, is just the philosophy of drafting young quarterbacks versus a, a veteran in an expansion draft. Which, by the way, this could never happen because teams are going to lock up their quarterbacks and not let you draft them. But if this hypothetical could happen, you want the sure thing, you don't want the upside play, and also you think Wilson's better than Luck. And that's fine because I think that that's reasonable. I think it's reasonable to believe that Luck is better than Wilson. I think it's reasonable to believe that Wilson's better than Luck. I don't want this to be categorized as I'm just the Russell Wilson hater because he's top five in each category, building a team and quarterbacks right now in the NFL. He's top five. And yeah. I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. I, okay, but I think you're a little crazy about Mayfield. I, I would not jump that gun. And I've Mayfield, by the way, is often. my number 10 quarterback in the top 10, he, which is lower than what you have on him. But if I'm starting a team... I want the young guy. I want the young guy with swagger, the young guy that can draw fans, the young guy that can play football, the young guy who can be elite. Well, I'm going to look at the NFL Rookie of the Year players because I am curious. How many? This year? No, of all time. So, okay. Let's let's just let's go through the list. There have been some really good ones. All right. Sam Bradford was a quarterback that won it. Robert Griffin was a quarterback that won it. Vince Young, as aforementioned, was one of the ones that won it. I don't you know believe who didn't win it. Who didn't win it? Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Okay. So Saquon Barkley won. Did Did you tell me earlier <laughs> that he won Rookie of the Year? I'm pretty sure you did. Who? Who? Baker. I don't think I ever said he was Rookie of the Year. I think that you said that there was a good rookie season. But Barkley always won the rookie of the year. Obviously. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's I'm honestly surprised I said, there's that there's been some um, guys that. Yeah. 
I, I was surprised yeah. that I, I didn't remember the RG3 when I thought Alfred Morris won that year. I thought Alfred Morris won his year. No, Robert That could have been best offensive rookie, though, or something, but... Yeah, so... I remember those two were kind of fighting each other. I just don't... I can't trust quarterbacks after their first year of production. Now, if if we're going to make that argument and you're, you you want me to be subjective and be like, hey, but what about Mahomes? He's only had one year. Well, he was a rookie and he just didn't play. He's been in the league. If Like... I and his, his so if Mahomes had the same, if Mahomes had the same thing happen and he and he sat last year and then played this year and had the same numbers, you would be more apt to buy into to Mayfield. If if Mayfield would have sat a year, because I'm not in the camp that I believe where Mahomes is better because he sat behind Alex Smith. I think he's better because he I learned do. the playbook. But if you if you read everything about Mahomes, he has a photographic memory. He learns on the fly. I think he knew the playbook by the time that the season started. I think he knew the, the playbook by the time that the Chiefs played the Giants that year and lost the Giants. Or, I think that was that year. Yeah. I mean, he knew the playbook. I, I don't think that Mahomes. I don't think that Mahomes got taught anything about how to be a pro or about how to watch film. I just don't. I think that he might have learned why why Andy Reid was calling those plays. But Mahomes isn't a guy who's going to go against his coach anyway. And you can learn that in a in a film room after the game. I so believe I don't he, believe that I believe that, that caused him to be a fifty touchdown guy. I believe he did learn. Now, now you can make the argument like Baker. They tried to sit behind Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod is no Alex Smith. Alex Smith is that guy that you want mentoring your quarterback. Now, th- th- just it worked out perfectly for the Chiefs. Let's be honest. Like the the, yeah. the Ravens. The, the Ravens wanted to groom Lamar uh, Jackson under Joe Flacco. How'd that work out? Joe Flacco got upset about it. There's only one true yeah, pro. He didn't help the young guy, and he also didn't win. I mean, as much as we knock on Smith during his tenure here, he won quite a bit of football games. Yeah, I mean, and he's, that he cannot be taken for granted in the NFL. And he was an actual mentor. Yeah, and he actually, and he did. He wasn't a snooty guy. I'm saying though that that Mahomes' talent was just apparent and. It's not like he learned how to play football from Alex Smith. No, and I don't he think didn't that learn he how to play football, that, but it polished his game. It polished his game. Yeah, and I don't think that he needs to learn how to be a pro either, though. Like, I think that Mayfield needed to learn how to be a pro, and he didn't learn yet. He hasn't learned yet, as evident by his offseason antics. But he's still a very good football player. And I think that what we saw from Mahomes uh, would have been seen anyway because of just how good he is. Yeah, I just, I just, I think Alex Smith had a big part in teaching Patrick Mahomes how to run an NFL style offense. He came from an NFL he he came from a, a an air raid system in college, one where he was expected to make every play that there ever was. And you could see his growth from the two preseasons. Uh, there was like he would have those amazing plays, but then he would make bonehead decisions. Just in the the beginning mm-hmm. of last season with the with the preseason, he didn't look off a safety and it got picked off. He hasn't done that since but there's there's things like that there's little things stepping up in the pocket um seeing uh knowing knowing where his guy his check down guy is he learned some of that stuff from alex smith and i am more comfortable with guys that have sat a year unfortunately in the nfl that can't happen most of the time the chiefs had the the perfect situation it's not going to happen in and in New York this year, that's what the the Giants want to do. They want to keep Eli playing, but I guarantee you, once Eli starts having Eli struggles, they're going to put in Daniel Jones, and it's going to be terrible and funny all at the same time. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's probably not going to happen in Washington either. I mean, they have Dwayne Haskins, and Jay Gruden loves to change out quarterbacks. I mean, whenever he had RG3, Kirk Cousins, and Colt McCoy, he literally started a different one each week. And, and I mean, he's going to change quarterbacks eventually, and I don't think Haskins is ready. That's a guy who I don't think is ready to play. No, I I agree. I just don't. I think but, that if he's going to be successful in the NFL, he cannot step on the field. But to your point, I do think that there was – more than I initially said about Alex Smith in the sense that you saw if you if you go back and you get bored this summer while you're not having football you can watch the preseason games and just watch Mahomes' snaps don't watch the entire thing you don't be a maniac you can watch the preseason snaps from Mahomes and then watch against the Broncos and there was a, a substantial amount of growth from those two games <clears throat> excuse me those two games and that was with Mahomes playing with backups so I mean I think you're right I think that Alex Smith wasn't a detriment to his game I don't think Alex Smith, you know, I think Alex Smith did do something to improve his game. I just also think that he'd still be the same player with or without uh, that experience. He wouldn't be a 50 touchdown guy in his first year, but he'd be that same sort of talent. All right. And also, I mean, Baker Mayfield played with Hugh Jackson for a lot of the season. But anyway. Aaron Rodgers uh, plays with Mike McCarthy. Just. And yeah, I mean. Just so you know. And you said he was no longer elite. Just so you know. But he's still top. He's, I still have him top five. And that's the argument you're making about Russell Wilson. I, I, so, yeah. I still have Russell Wilson top five. That's correct. Okay. This was fun. I get. I cannot believe that we went for an hour and ten minutes. Well, you got me injury. fired up about quarterbacks. So quickly run through your top that ten one more time. That was our first ever debate. Run through your top, top ten real uh, quick. My top ten. You got Mahomes, Rodgers, Luck, Breeze, Wilson, Watson, Brady, Rivers, Wentz, Mayfield. And here is the correct one. Mahomes, Breeze, Wilson, Rogers, Brady, Luck, Watson, Mayfield, Rivers, Wentz. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, We were going to do a fun exercise where we... uh, tie in the NFL free agency with the Chiefs and do a starting five of Chiefs players. We'll uh, save it. We'll save it. win a basketball game. But we'll save it. If you want to hear that, if you want to hear that segment, tweet at us, at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-E-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Maybe next Grant, week when there's nothing happening Twitter. again. Uh, but yeah, so my, my Twitter handle is at Grant T-M-N Tuttle. If you're still listening to this, you're a maniac, and I love you for it. As always, go to arrowheadaddict.com. That's arrowheadaddict.com, and read all the content put up there. Uh, Tell us what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. If you're listening for the first time, you heard a historic event, and that was Grant and I debating for the very first time in Arrowhead Addict podcast history. Before, we've usually agreed on everything, but this time... Uh, things got fun. Things got spicy, and I liked it. And I can't wait to do it again next week. Uh, we'll get back to you before the 4th of July, but if you don't listen to it before the 4th, have a great 4th of July. Be safe. Grant, it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Yep. Uh, final word, just um, yeah, you know, just know that Russell Wilson is really good. Uh, that's number one. Number two, know that Baker Mayfield has a lot to prove still. And that's what I got. All right. Stay safe, folks. Be good and be good to one another. This has been the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. As a part of the Fansided Podcasting Network, for Grant Tuttle, I'm Ryland Siles. See you next time.